0: So the th- anyway, what I was gonna say is like the thing is about about call time is like, if um, you're if you are an established candidate, you call your previous donors, you know, yes. and it's yeah. like, oh hey, how you doing? In two hours a day to call the people that gave you money before, tell them what's going on, give them an update. But if you cold called for money and like saying like, hey, I want to raise like you know five hundred bucks a day from just random motherfuckers on the on the phone, like there's you you've lost Dude, the race. I hated it. I thought it was. Oh, the- you actually
1: did it. I, I did it for coat like um at the heart of when we're all like locked down, you know, March or uh, I can't remember when it was, but it was still during COVID when most people weren't going outside. So I'm like, all right, well, what the hell? I'm not doing anything else.
0: Right. You know, and so you just called people for money. Where'd you get the list?
1: God, what was the what was the name of the company? Oh, I can't quite remember. They work with Nina Turner. Was it grassroots? I don't think it was grassroots. They were out of D.C. And it was like a lot of Northeast Ohio, Democratic, traditional donors. And you know, some people did give me money, but it was just, it was just a horrible experience. I, I just hated it.
0: Yeah, call time is not, is. I don't mind talking to people on the phone. I just hate, I just don't like the cold call weird experience of it. It's yeah. just like, I would, I would talk to anybody about politics and, and I'll ask you for money. It's just, I'm not I, I feel just so sleazy being a random person on the phone. Honestly, if anybody gives to somebody over the phone they need to check themselves because it's like in my opinion it's like what a scam scam system like you tell people not to give to people over the phone give your credit card information and blah blah and then you go ahead and call it's like i don't know it's like don't do it don't give to people over the phone
1: yeah i mean i wouldn't recommend it i think different strokes for different folks like i know i was talking to some like super rich people or whatever that didn't mind helping thankfully that didn't mind helping (laughs) Kind of underdog candidate, they probably would have helped one of my opponents, and my opponents were have called too. You know, right, what I mean? right, right. there's generous, some generous people or whatever. I just don't like. I, like you were saying, I'll talk to anybody about politics, especially if I'm campaigning. But even generally speaking, as long as they want about whatever issue they want, that's why we're doing this podcast, I think. But I actually don't like asking people for for their money.
0: <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't. I don't mind asking people for money. I just don't. I, I, again, like I said, it's like it's just a. Again, there's a lot of generous people, and I don't mind. Yeah. I, like, thank you for giving, but it's just right. like don't give over the phone. Like, don't pick <laughs> don't. up the phone, have somebody random talk to you, and then you g- give like the credit card information. Just don't do it. Like, my thing was like I, but I always told them never give your thing over the phone. Even they said, "Hey, I'll give mm-hmm. donate to you." I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna send you a link."
1: Send you the act blue link. Please, or
0: please do it yeah. like that. They're like, "Give me, give me your card." And like, no, and like everybody used to. Like the call time managers or like the fundraisers would be like, oh, just take the car now, take the car. I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's a bad <laughs> habit to get them it's into. It's
1: against my personal belief.
0: You got to be safe, man, yeah. or you're going to get scammed. Anyway, so this yeah. is Matthew Diemer and Ross DeBello talking our politics again this week. We just started with the cold open um, of, of talking about call time. I just pressed play in the middle of a conversation we were having. And we have a lot of stuff talk, um, on our agenda today. And uh, the first thing we're going to be talking about is actually the uh, race in Akron I mean considering that you ran for mayor of Cleveland yeah. uh, what did you think about this whole how, yeah, how everything shook out
1: we had um, pri- yeah pri- primaries in Ohio May 2nd and um, the only one I really followed uh, a little bit was this Akron mayor which kind of Akron primary mayor which kind of reminded me of mine there was seven Democrats there was no Republicans, you know, and in in Cleveland we move on nonpartisan. We move on the top two to the general, right. and there's only, so there's not two partisan primaries in Akron. They could have had a Republican primary, but, but all, did. all the Republicans were, and their local party was just like mm, not worth it, not doing it, uh, which is I think is really bad for democracy. But yeah, 100 um, percent. So the the seven people ran, uh, you know, the the guy that didn't have the the outgoing mayor's endorsement, Seamus Malik, he uh, was, I think, the Ward 8 councilman. He had the most money raised, getting back to kind of what we were just first talking about, of course, most money raised, and he pulled it out with 42 or 43% of the vote. Um, I think he classifies himself and his team classifies him as a progressive, Um, (laughs) progressive. I don't know about that. I I don't know if I feel that way.
0: He's young though. He's like uh, 32, right? Is there age yeah. limits for being mayor of uh, Cleveland and Akron? If
1: there is, I'm not aware
0: of them. Uh, if okay. there is,
1: uh, I'm not aware of them. But um,
0: because even um, when um, I think he just got to be a voting no, resident. Wasn't Kucinich like very young when he became mayor? Like, yeah, he was like 20 like something.
1: I think Bib was younger than him. So I don't think he, so. Kucinich was a councilman, and
0: then he was the youngest mayor in Cleveland
1: history, and. Bib either just passed him or wasn't good. He was like 30, young, low 30s, low 30s oh, okay. when he became okay. the mayor. And uh, yeah, I think the only rules I remember, don't quote me, was that you just gotta be a voting citizen for living there maybe for a year or something in Cleveland. Uh, Akron, I'm not sure. The kid is young. The Cincinnati guy's young. The Boston uh, woman is young. There's a lot of these young <coughs> uh, people Cincinnati, that- Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati, yeah, young. Yep, yep. Uh, Travis Kelsey called him a jabroni. His nose roll and shut his mouth. That's one of my favorite, my favorite things of the whole year. But um, they all, um, Helen Wu, Boston, the Philadelphia mayoral race is ongoing right now. They all call themselves progressives, but they're all the most well-funded candidates. So they're all like the money and politics candidates. And uh, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I, I, I think it's interesting that you know if you have a city and it's such. A partisan lean that uh, a party doesn't want to run—that that that's not healthy. Um, you know, it's just like, yeah, if they just say no, we're not, it's not even worth it. We're not raising money. We're not even fighting for for the the, the seat um, because it's not because it's not worth it. I mean, in Cleveland, no Republican will never win, never win. And, and, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that. It's sad because a Republican will never win um, because you know a city is going to be a certain way. I mean, they're going to be politically a certain way. It's just that if it's such a stack against the other party, then and that nobody wants to run. Again, like you said, that's a that's bad for a democracy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's a lack of accountability for the for and and it's a <laughs> lack of choice for voters, right? Like we're we talked about that poll both the last two weeks. Forty-nine percent are now kind of identifying themselves as independent. Right. Well, a Republican is generally supposed to say, um, you know, we're for smaller government, blah, 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 blah. We're for uh, pro law and order, you know, whether it's stop and frisk, whatever the current time thing is. Um, you know, you're supposed to have some choices. Uh, tax abatement is a big policy in Cleveland. Right. You're supposed to be able to present some policy arguments to a voter who, you know, we all want to paint them with one brush. We want to label people Republicans or Democrats. But a lot of people want to hear where do you stand on you know charter schools. Where do you stand on this? Where do you stand on that? And if you just have seven Democrats, um, kind of all toting the party line, yeah, if you yeah, will, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not that's not giving have a people dialogue, a
0: choice, right? You don't have other uh, ideas coming in. Yeah. And by the way, if anybody is listening to this, we have like 10 listeners or 12 listeners right now. So I apologize. <laughs> we, we decided to come outside. It is a little windy, so you might have some wind in the microphones. Honestly, you know, we're not taking uh, the production quality of this uh, too seriously. We have a dog chasing a squirrel <laughs> up a tree. dog chasing
1: a squirrel. Sorry about the Hey, no, no, no worries. No.
0: <laughs> and we have, we're, we're talking to people walking by. So, hey, we just, bear with us. This is uh, drinking coffee with Ross and Matt on a Sunday. Um, I, I think we exhausted that <clears throat> about Akron Mayor. And anyway, the guy's going to be mayor. He won the primary. There's no challenger unless somebody's yeah. right in. or um, Actually, nobody can be right in now, right? The uh, no, I think
1: they can still do right in. <clears throat> oh, okay. But that takes a lot of money.
0: Yeah. So they can do it right. And there's no, the guy's the mayor now. He's yeah. just going to have to wait. Just don't do anything stupid and just wait his time until November. And then he's the mayor of Akron. Akron's population. I was just checking that out the demographics of the population before we came in. It's uh, been dwindling obviously for the past you know, decade. It's been from around 200 to about 180. It's around 59% white, 26, seven, 8% black um, and average income is around 42,000. So, it's a, it's a smaller U.S. city, but he still has, you know, um, a, a job to do. It's just the quintessential Midwest city that has dwindling population and uh, needs to figure out how to bring back industry, revitalize our downtown area. And I looked at the the Cleveland population too. Remember, we we're up to almost a million. You know, 950 something thousand back in the 50s, and now we're at 300 and what? 330? 375.
1: Are we three, th- just under 375? Something like that. 3,
0: 375. I mean, yeah. if, that, that's the interesting thing. Is like when you build a city and a city develops for a million people, and now you have a third of that. You know, it's like, of course, this place is empty. Like, Downtown is not bustling. Uh, the, like, there's no. Commercial buildings that are filled, filled. There's empty houses and tracts of land. And it's like you, the place is built for a million people. Right. And you're lacking in your tax income, your tax base. Yeah. <clears throat> so,
1: and, you know, I think the Akron thing's important. It's been in the national news with um, the Jalen Walker killing, which we talked about a few weeks ago or whatever. Right. So I just, um, it didn't, it seemed very bib like. It just didn't really seem like he was campaigning on a policy change uh, argument and that's why he raised the money i just think he was you know he had a bunch of money behind him and um i don't know that i, I don't know that people will stop moving out i don't know that people will say i hope they they don't but just the same way i hope they they stop moving out of cleveland but again um you know, when you have that decreasing tax base, it's going to have ripple effects. You know, and you don't, you know, decrease your police or, or certain services or this or that. Well, now you, how are you going to afford it? How are you going to pay for it?
0: Right. You know. Right. So. Speaking of candidates, did you watch the uh, video I sent you yesterday with uh, Robert F. Candy on uh, the okay. All In podcast?
1: I didn't, and that's and that's got poker guys on it, so I, I can't wait to watch it. I've been watching a lot of his other interviews. I watched one of his interviews on Rumble. Um, with these two guys. Yeah. What do you think of Kennedy? I think um, he's getting a lot of push and he's getting a lot of air. And even, even
0: the, but the interesting thing mm-hmm. is he's getting a lot of air from independent journalists or independent podcasters. I mean, it's not right. really, it's not like CNN's like, Hey, Hey, Bobby, come on the show. It's right. like, and people are like, Hey, like there's no platform that this guy's going to get. Let's get him on the show. I just, yeah, I think this one's having When ABC
1: had him on, and, and I don't know that CNN did have him on yet. They certainly didn't cover his, um, you know, his announcement speech. Right. Um, you know, they they just slandered him with the whole anti-vax thing. And hey, we even edited out some of the interview. And, oh yeah, and no, all he, all actually, this stuff.
0: he actually mentioned that on the on the show. He's he's just like before the went on the show. I was like, are you gonna? of this is like any other media company or journalist, and just make me look like a certain way. They're like, no, 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 I promise you won't. This is what he said he, that happened. And then after and then the thing, he, he saw it come out. He's like, what the fuck? That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you didn't even put my points in there. You edited this all. Make me look like a fucking loon. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, they tried, but I think people are seeing through it, right? He's, he's sending out tweets pretty daily now. He's on the, that Obama track. He's on that Marianne Williamson track. He's on that DeSantis track. He's putting, he's campaigning you know or as Joe Biden is the president so the status quo just stays the status quo and and he doesn't propose to change anything and uh, Robert F Kennedy puts out a tweet every day whether it's Bitcoin the Ukraine war um, whatever the the current hot topic is and he gets you know 10,000 retweets and 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 60,000 likes and uh, he's on the campaign trail he's getting pumped from like you said different mediums right, different right. mediums which is very interesting and i cannot wait to uh listen at all on podcast I,
0: my my uh, my analysis of kennedy so far is that it's interesting and actually they summed it up the best at the end of the podcast it's like he is the establishment anti-establishment i mean he's a kennedy right. there's nothing more democratic establishment than a kennedy right but he's coming at this as like, look, I I kind of know the inside of the system, and his whole like thesis is, is that if there's no like dark you know government or what is it called the deep, deep st- state the deep state, it's just interests that don't represent the people. It's like you have the pharmaceutical companies and the lobbyists that you know are, you know, and the and the big food pro- producers that you know are talking to either the uh, FDA, or the EPA, or these places, and they have and that's who you're really. Re- these regulators and institutions are really working for. And he's like, that, that's the dip, deep state. Is it's the it's the system that was created through money and partnerships between corporations and the regulators that has to be broken. And there's no like shadow kind of you know under government. That's it's just that is what's happening. He's like, let's break that. And we're talking. And, and part of what he was talking about was like, like the whole vaccine um, path. You know of of. Of how that came out, and look, I, I'm not, I'm not an anti vaxxer by any, by any means, and I think science is amazing, and um, you know, like because of science, scientific advancements, that's why we have a, 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 the average age of a people has been going up uh, year, year over year, decade over decade, generation over generation until the last two or three years in in, in the United States, Uh, but that, I think that was just the average, the average dropped because a lot of people died from COVID, right. Um, but anyway, what I was, what I was saying is, um, is like it, with the whole vaccine thing, is like you did see a, a couple companies get really, really rich, and I think it's valid to ask questions of of, of wouldn't there's that much money at stake, um, and to be made, and to capitalize off of a tragic event, we should be looking into it. Like, was everything kosher the way that money was 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 gotten? Um, but just a finish my diatribe on, <laughs> no, no, this on, is on, important. on Robert Kennedy yeah, is very um, important. he was unprepared for economic questions and I thought that was that was a shame now they put it down as a he's really focused on certain things and like he's an expert at the he's an environmental environmental lawyer uh, so if you talk about environment you talk about like you know clean mm-hmm. energy and nuclear power and stuff like that like he has an opinion that is very well educated very well researched but from his point of view which everybody does uh, if you talk about like the deep state and the and the CIA, obviously his uncle and his dad were, uh, you know, allegedly like he believes and some people believe that like the the deep state and the CIA or the FBI was involved with both of those uh, killings. Um, so he has a very strong opinion about those things and the way that the government works and who's scratching who's back and who's you know doing what and making the calls. But when it came to the economics, when it came to the um, the the debt the debt ceiling of how to bring back you know jobs and what to do about the middle class and and, and you know and, and their dwindling and our dwindling wages uh, he had no answers and I was like you can't run for president and not talk about or have a good solid base on jobs the economy and the middle class he failed
1: mm, does Biden <clears throat> I mean does Trump does anybody and that's oh, that's
0: but that's how Trump won well it, it, that, okay that, so
1: so even even the public health stuff um, like you were saying, people gonna bring their own perspective into it. There's only 24 hours in a day, 16 waking hours a day, you know, um, I'm sure he's gonna be, you know, and I think is campaign manager, we've talked about that. He's gotta be unprepared
0: on numerous top Who's topics. his campaign manager? Dennis Kucinich. Is Kennedy's campaign manager? Yes, yes. I did not know that. Yes. Did we talk about that last time? I think we talked. I, I, I feel like we did.
1: Yeah, we we, we mentioned it because it wasn't. It, I don't know, you know, if it's been officially announced, but it was in the news. You know, he's he's going to have them in or whatever, and so, I don't know if it's official. But but the Kennedy and uh, campaign put out that he's consulting with them. Okay. Yeah, and so um, I just think that of course he's going to be. Um, a little weak on how you bring back the jobs from from kind of the bad trade deals. I think he's going to be weak on on anything that he hasn't worked in, like you were kind of saying. He's an environmental lawyer, public health lawyer, right? He sued Monsanto famously. Um, uh, I think he was on the team that made them clean up the Hudson River, things like that. So he's good at what he's good at, right? And uh, I. I think that won't be the only thing, right? That he will be questioned about in this whole time leading up to his election that he don't know about, right? You know, because but I where I where I um, I don't even know if it's him putting out these tweets about Bitcoin. You know what I mean? I um, I mean I know it's it's his Twitter account, but. Joe Biden will, will do a tweet and said, hey, I made this chart for the Republicans. Like, Joe Biden didn't make that chart. You know what I mean? Joe Biden didn't make that chart. Not in a million years. <laughs> Joe,
0: Joe Biden didn't even see that chart. He didn't even see that chart. So <laughs> it's, it's
1: tough to believe politicians. And I think right now you have DeSantis and RFK um, trying to court the cryptocurrency crowd. And the, 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 well, they don't want the big banks to get even
0: bigger. Well, let's be, let's be clear with the DeSantis thing. He's not in the race yet.
1: Yeah, he's in the race. He's not in the
0: race. He hasn't declared. I mean, there's. So I, everybody keeps talking about DeSantis. He's unless he says I'm running for president. Like everybody, this is just a distraction. I don't know. I, I think. Well, that... Why are we talking about Gavin Newsom the way the same way as uh, DeSantis? He was. He was looking at it. He was exploring. But you know, obviously, he's not going to go back uh, against Joe. But
1: yeah, but in those, you know, you're right. He hasn't declared. Right again. I don't know who's these people's campaign managers. I think Sherrod Brown's <coughs> campaign manager is a campaign manager. I know that's out there, but. Um, there's been no discussion from uh, people in the polling business about Newsom, really. And whereas DeSantis is polling at 25% and he's just making these statements to try and get, garner more votes, doing these trips, doing these stunts, right, sending immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. You know, he's trying to win all the news cycles. He's suing, he's suing Pfizer, things like that. Uh, whereas he's just the governor of Florida, you know, there's a billion, there's 50 different governors, you know, but he's getting the national news stunts and press that, that tells me he's a presidential candidate. And maybe he continues to wait, continues to wait and says, okay, if I can't get over 35% in a poll that we run, an internal poll, not some of these external polls. If we can't get above a certain amount close to Trump, then I will not announce because I don't want to ruin my future like a, a dean or somebody else, right. You know, something like this. So I consider, obviously, RFK, Marianne Williamson, but I also consider DeSantis in the fold. And they're looking to... Um, garner votes from, from groups that are disaffected, you know, right now by the by Biden Trump po- uh, politics, <coughs> uh, status quo, Obama, all that stuff.
0: Russia drone attack on uh, alleged allegations of uh, an assassination attempt on uh, Vladimir Putin. What what do you think about all this? Well, um,
1: who knows what to believe? Of we, course. we are very limited in uh, our camera work, our discussion, our truth uh, that anything that happens outside of this country, um, it, I mean, my gut is to think, you know, Ukraine, uh, which is funded by us and NATO and all this, uh, you know, obviously is trying to take out the opposition leader who's invaded their country. Um, that's my, that's the way I would think about it. Um I think the USA or some NATO and all this are saying it's a false flag or they did it to themselves. I mean, that was something that they alleged on the um, Nord Stream 2 pipeline. They said Russia did it. Wait, this works. This makes money for Russia and Germany. You know they would never sabotage themselves under the guise of "Hey, look what uh, Ukraine and America." Oh, I
0: mean, yeah, it's called a false flag, right? Right. You know they—they.
1: <laughs> they, I mean, I don't want to say they would never, but and then Seymour Hersh came out with the story. Hey, uh, of course the U.S. is behind this. So, um, I mean, we're at war. I mean, we're at war because our money's at war, right? This comes out of our tax dollars.
0: Right, first of all, we aren't at war. Uh... Ukraine's at war. Um, we are. I mean, so I mean, no. We are not at war, and I think that the American people need more people to say that hey, this is not between us, we will give you defensive weapons. Uh, but you know, you're but anything that tries to rope the United States military and our um brothers and sisters into this, like this, there's there are hard lines and stops. We're like, wait, so we have to just say we are not. I couldn't disagree more. It is it Wait, is whoa, whoa, our whoa, really? tax,
1: it is our tax dollars, right? I'm buying guns and bombs and planes and tanks for this effort for this cause. It is a proxy war. Even getting back to the first uh, issue we just talked about, RFK, RFK's son, an American, went over there and fought in this war. So, uh, in the volunteer cause or something like that, the, the the civilian sign-up cause. I you know I don't know what the the label of the group is. Right. But. Um, I don't look at it that way. I mean, it's semantics, so I think neither one of us is wrong, but... No, um, well, you can be wrong. Yeah, I, <laughs> fair enough. I have been many a time in my life. But I do think it's a proxy war that I am funding with my April 15th tax dollars, which is a significant amount of money. We pay a significant amount of money every April 15th. It's going to the Pentagon and these extra funding efforts. Did you say the Pentagon? The- Pentagon, yeah, Pe- Pentagon. <laughs> you just it the Pentagon. The Pentagon. I'm, I'm I like fucking that. with the lexicon.
0: <laughs> I, I like that. The Pentagon. Yeah. I, I like that. That's yeah. that's cool. Look, I think that when we have that kind of mindset, I mean, that's honestly just shaping the narrative and saying like, "Hey, we are at war with Ukraine." I'm, I'm sorry, with without Russia. Russia yeah. um, just starts putting it into the American psyche that hey, this is some, this is our it, Russia invaded Ukraine. It was, mm-hmm. a, it's another country and another continent. Um, we are, we are giving them and funding defensive weapons, uh, but, you, but to start to put it in the American psyche that we are at war with Russia uh, makes it a lot easier for us to go over there and start getting directly involved with this with boots on the ground. And we should not allow that to, that, that idea to filter into the American psyche. And make it that much easier to put boots on the ground, and so I I strongly disagree. Well, you can talk about semantics, whatever, but no, this is not a United States boots on the ground American military war, except for RFK's son. I mean, you could <laughs> I mean, you could it, it, you could volunteer to do whatever you want, but yeah. that that wasn't a that wasn't a, a United States um, army or and, Ma- marine and, and, that went over there in their uniform that was had a United States general that was dropped what, off by a. A C-130, no. And
1: and when you say you can volunteer to do what you want, can I say from my, um, you know, what do I make? Uh, 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 Let's say I make $100,000 a year. Can I volunteer or can I say, hey, I'm not going to choose the portion of this taxes that's, that's being sent to kill in Ukraine, you know I can't do that. You know I'm in it, whether I want to be in it or not, because of my tax dollars.
0: I mean, you're in a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. It, it, I mean, so it's like that's what a call that's what a representative government and democracy is about is you vote for people to spend basically your tax dollars. So
1: yeah, I'm saying my tax dollars are going toward, you know, defending Ukraine or or assassinating the Kremlin. You know what I mean? My tax dollars are in that. They're in that. I want a receipt.
0: I mean, I I understand what you're saying, but I just don't understand, like, w- yeah, of course. I mean, you're also, your tax dollars are there to, you know, build a wall between Taiwan and, and China. I mean, we're not at war with China. <laughs> so don't say we're at war with China even though there is there's no armed
1: conflict, there's no killing, there's no shooting.
0: So what? so if China goes into Taiwan all of a sudden we're at war Taiwan with China no, that's absolutely stupid. yet yeah, Taiwan has our weapons, has our military, has our train has yeah. our training there does not mean that we are they don't have our military but it has um, our training and, and yes there's they buy weapons from us. We are not in that instance at war with China. And don't don't think that you can change that narrative to say we are because a war with China, like a war with Russia, is absolutely catastrophically dangerous. Ah. And so it's it's so it's like like oh no we are there because we're paying taxes no fuck that we're not at war with them and we have the ability to to back out at any time a war with with Russia or China, bro. I don't care where your bunny's going that's a totally different level man I, I think many
1: people are referring to this as a proxy war which yeah means my kid isn't getting drafted you know into the war you're right about that but again the effort is ours if if, if you I'm a betting man right uh-huh. it, we, the Kentucky Derby was yesterday if you told me Russia is invading Ukraine Russia's going to war with Ukraine you couldn't even get odds. You couldn't even get odds on betting Ukraine to win. That's how much they would they would not... It, this thing would be over without our tax dollars. Of course. It would be over without our tax dollars. So it, it, it is a proxy war. You know what I mean? We do have homeless people on the streets. We do have public schools being defunded. It's an opportunity cost of sending $150 billion or whatever it is To Ukraine with the natural budgeting of the Pentagon, you know, and so we are a country that exports weapon, weaponry, you know, that U.S. taxpayers pay for. Okay. so, yeah, my kid can't get drafted today and go over there tomorrow. That is true. But we are a significant spark and a significant part of this armed conflict. Yes, we're defending... Ukraine is being defended. They were invaded. That's horrible. That's wrong. I'm not into invading Mexico or Canada. That ain't my thing. You know what I mean? But we do have gone into many other places that never get reported, you know, in South America and, and in the Middle East and all this stuff. So that doesn't even get reported. Are we at war with some of these countries? You know, we're, the, we're in other places with our military with the boots on the ground, you know. So I, it's hard to... Define or look at it, but I think it's a proxy war funded by the Americans and NATO. And Ukraine would, would have already lost if it wasn't. It would, this would already be over.
0: Okay. In my opinion. Okay. Going back to the the, to the drone strike. If, if, I don't know if you, did you see the video of the drone? Yes. The what, and then they're saying that there was an assassination attempt on, on Vladimir Putin. Right unless the unless that dude was the one that was climbing the step on the way up that, that thing had no you could, he wouldn't even get a concussion from that what what a if that was an assassination attempt on Vladimir Putin whoever needs to whoever is organizing the strategy around these things just needs to be fired right now put them, just tell them to go away that was the most pathetic drone thing that's why i think it was it was russia because like first it, it was a, a pitiful attempt of anything
1: it was pitiful. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, uh, I'm with you. I don't think um, it's, it was a realistic assassination attempt. I think it was a, a bombing or a drone strike or something like this. But um, the problem is when the Chinese float an air balloon over us, it's like, oh, air, you know what I mean? We're going to make it out to be the devil as bad as we can make it and when if ukraine is is does a strike in a russian over the russian border they're gonna be like with their propaganda they're gonna be like this is the worst thing ever this is an assassination attempt so i don't buy that i don't buy this assassination attempt but uh, it, it what is it? Here, I'll say it in one word. It's escalation. And I, I don't think it's a false flag. No, I, 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 I do
0: agree. No, regardless if it's from the Russia side or the Ukraine side or the American side or whatever side, it's 100% escalation. Escalation. It's, it's 100% escalation. escalation. And it's going to give somebody the uh, 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 reason or excuse to do something more. I 100% yeah. agree with that. But what I'm saying is that if this was an assassination attempt... A, that it was the shittiest attempt ever and I I looked at it going like you remember was it was a Friday where the guy would say my neck my back my neck and my back and, and like he fell down and he's like ah oh, my back my neck my back you know whatever I don't know I don't anyway know. it's just like <laughs> it it, I, it looked at me as like Putin uh put out some weird drone outside out of the window it exploded and he's like oh my god there's the shooting at yeah, me yeah, yeah. And, and he's like trying to play the victim and it's like that there's no way that thing would even rattled the window sure. of, of the president of Russia's capital, you know? There's no fucking way.
1: It, it, it gets tough. First of all, I, I do. I completely agree with that. Um, I just think it gets tough when you have Biden and Newland and these people saying, if they do this, if they cross that line, we're, we'll get rid of Nord Stream 2. And, and you've had numerous NATO um, kind of allies and, and people in, in our country saying, we're... We, we need to do regime change in Russia. We need to do regime. So, when they say we're going to get rid of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, when they say, you know, we're here to weaken the Russians, we're here to weaken the Russians, you know, because uh, that's a big RFK thing too. Are we there for humanitarian purposes or are we there to weaken the Russian military forces? Look, I agree. You know, I tough. agree. It's, it's tough to escalation.
0: It out. And there's obviously, you know, um, games being played. They would love to get Putin out and they would love to put in. Whoever they want there, I yep. get. I I one hundred percent agree. The only thing I'm just saying is this was not an assassination yeah, attempt.
1: Yeah, I agree with this that.
0: was this was used for escalation alone. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. But if anybody watches that video and thinks that that was an actual attempt, then they're absolutely stupid because right. there is nothing that that Damn. that stupid little drone was gonna do. Right. If anything, it was it was a proof of concept to say, hey, we can actually penetrate into the Kremlin mm-hmm. airspace and do something like that. You know, it's like but. It, it, was, it was pathetic. Let's just let's move on because yeah. I, I
1: I hope this is a topic that we we aren't talking about as much in the future because all I want as a as a good uh, hippie boy is de-escalation. That's all I want is de-escalation.
0: Hey, you know? so what's going on with this New York um, homeless death? You have this on our oh gosh, yeah. What was this um, the choking thing? Yes in, that, yes, in the subway.
1: Yes, I can't remember the guy's name. We should pull it up. Unfortunately, uh, rest in peace. But uh, this is a tough topic to talk about because. It's a current event, but as somebody who comes from the Justice Center, you know, you have the media jumping on this. You got the New York Times and New York Post and the CNN and, and right-wing media outlets jumping on this. Um, we don't know that much. That's not how criminal prosecutions work, and you've got, you know, it's very George floyd It's like, oh, hey, this guy had numerous... Uh, drug you know numerous drug numerous uh, offenses in his career but there's no evidence that he provoked in his this career in like, his life yeah there's no evidence that he provoked being put in a chokehold for 15 minutes and uh, you know he died and, and so now it's like uh, so wait
0: wait what, what happened I, I just read it before we came in today okay. what it looks like is this there this guy was a homeless man uh, Nobody knew he was homeless at the time but he was being disruptive on the subway. Um, causing a scene, making people feel uncomfortable, and this 24-year-old kid, uh, ex-marine they said, ex-marine put him in a headlock to basically calm him down because he thought he was a threat. Waiting for people to come, it actually choked him out. The guy died. Yeah, that's okay. the way I read it. Right, and my... this is
1: all we're waiting on the. Fa- I mean, we we need to wait on more facts, or, or but it, the chokehold was 15 minutes long apparently, or now, that's but,
0: currently what's being reported. Now the guy, the, now the guy who. The ex Marine, the 24 year old ex Marine, he said that I had no intention. I was just holding him. I had no clue that this was going to happen. Um, it, so obviously, that's why you have manslaughter come in. Uh, that's what th- it's for, uh, involuntary or whatever. But And that's why we have charges that for these situations. So it's not that he didn't, I'm, I'm saying that he did not kill him, but was there a situation around this? And, the reason why I'm asking this is we do have, we've, we spoke about it on the show. There's mental health crisis across the country. Oh. There's fentanyl crisis around the country. Cities are becoming more and more dangerous. Um, there's, you know, homeless camps all around. If you look at, like, things online from San Francisco, Los Angeles, you know, even New York, like, things are, things are getting to a point where it's like, how are we going to fix this? And now it's spilling out into day-to-day life. And do you know average citizens come out and say like this guy's being disruptive um do we you know stop it and uh, stop it so it doesn't hurt or affect anybody or do we just let it go and this guy actually hurts or affects somebody in a negative way and then we should have done something more or like this i think that this is the whole crux of the issue right now it's like where does but again i just read this as an article i haven't seen any video i haven't seen anything yeah. but i'm just looking at this as like is like it doesn't look like this was malicious on the ex marines or uh, or part it looks as though this was an unfortunate situation that has a lot of societal, um, a, lot of, a lot of things that, that are happening in society right now within cities as part of this whole overall theme of what the fuck is going on yeah, with, 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 with poverty, with, with fentanyl, with uh, mental health, with our healthcare system in this country. And it's condensing or consolidating within cities and it's making cities um, unsafe to live. Um, unsightly, and so on and so forth. But you're, you're smirking. What are you smirking? What are you smirking about, well, Ross the Well, I
1: think, uh, you know, as somebody who takes the rapid transit here in Cleveland, uh, number two currently now, uh, biggest, uh, most poverty-stricken big city in the country, you know, I take the rapid, like, once a week. I volunteered at a homeless shelter last year, last winter. Um, I think the reports of crime and um i'm not sure how accurate and i worked in the justice center for seven and a half years i'm not quite sure how much more dangerous uh cleveland or new york or san francisco is in 2023 than it was in 1993 or, t- or 2003. you know they're, they're they just had a mayoral election this ex ex-cop one mayor uh adams and eric adams, yep. uh, eric adams. and a lot of that was they showed all, how much uh, error, how many headlines were based on crime is out of control here in New York. Crime is out. Nobody wants any crime, right? That's the ideal is zero crime. But I'm just not sure that as somebody, again, who rides the rabbit, I don't, where we moved to in our house, I don't take the, bu- I haven't taken the bus in a few years, but I take the rabbit every week. I, again, I volunteered a homeless shelter last year. Um, I don't think you have anything to be scared of personally. Um. So, when I hear you know a homeless uh, beggar, he was Michael Jackson impersonator. That maybe how he kind of panhandled, trying to try get money or something. Mm-hmm. Um. When I hear about that, it's like, well, I don't know. I see you know homeless. uh, When I drive home to, to right now, I'll see a homeless guy on the freeway exit. You know what I mean? I'll I see I see right. numerous homeless people on the on the rapid every week. Um, I'm not really scared, and I've never really had a reason to be. So um, I think you should err on the side of uh, not executing the 15-minute Marine chokehold uh, unless this was, you know, uh, uh, an attack, unless there was uh, somebody attacked uh, either you or your another uh, rapid goer, train goer. You know, so more facts have to come out.
0: More facts have to come yeah. out. Again, like I said, I, I, I don't want to just... A lot of people are jumping on this in two things, yeah. categories already. Race. Yes. The white guy killed the black guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. This is New York. Like, Like, there are... If, if anybody who's been to New York knows that you cannot be racist and live in New York, you really can't. I mean, you're around everybody all the time. Yeah, so, very diverse. It's very, it's, a, it's very diverse. So, I mean, yeah, of course you can be. And I know somebody's makes to be like, oh, of course you can be. And there's racist people all the time. And some people hate these a certain... I'm just saying it's a very diverse place that you're around a lot of people and a lot of cultures all the time. And so that's the first narrative that's coming out. The second one is is that he's Marine and he should have known better. And so it's like, all I'm trying to say is is like, there are, you know, disruptions on trains, on whatchamacallits, or in places where it's like, you're, how? Remember the Seinfeld episode where it's like, where they were talking about, I think maybe in the last episode when they went to jail, and there was like there's a new law Good in New Samaritan York, law. the Good Samaritan law, and everybody's just like not doing anything. They're watching the crime happen. It's like if there's something that's happening and you need to be involved, it's like how much are you involved? in, in until they just say, oh, you shouldn't have done that because something bad happened. So it's like we want people to be involved, and and protect people and environments whatever if somebody litters tell somebody to fucking pick it up you know or if somebody you see somebody spraying graffiti like hey don't do that you know but then when somebody does get involved it's like oh and something happens and there's repercussions it's like oh why did you even say this or something and it's like that's the thing i want to stop it's like it, i want i want people to be able to feel free to be involved in their community protect their community create an environment for these communities of safety, of cleanliness, of, of good health, of, of you know, people talking to each other, respecting people and the and the police officers and, and so on and so forth. And the only way to do that is be involved with the community and call out things that you don't want in your community. But right when we do it, and I don't know what happened with this again, right when we do it and something negative goes like, like why'd you even get involved? Why'd you do that? Well, you see, and it's like, whoa, I mean, I understand this is a death, but it's like, it's like, you you you're forcing people not to want to be involved and then shit goes goes and you, people just move away okay i'll just move
1: yeah i mean i personally right I, you should have the right to own a gun i don't own guns you should have a right to defend yourself mm, i don't really get in violent altercations i'm not that guy you know yeah i'm not that guy so and again i ride the rapid a lot i i i deal with uh, the the homeless community in, in Cleveland and, and other statistical reality is that homeless people are the victims of crime at a, lot, a, far, higher clip, at a far higher clip. 100%. far higher clip than they commit violent crime. 100%. Yep. So, um, like what you were just saying, the pizza pie of concerns, right? And how to, how to run a caring and good community and where to step up as a good Samaritan and where to, hold on the brakes as a, as a good Samaritan is these are significant questions and a lot of times they get ironed out ironed out in court and um that's where I would assume this will get ironed out but it's very right. new
0: into the story it's very new it's
1: very new into the story and uh I we'll just, see how it plays out I
0: guess the whole thing when I read this I said oh I already see the, the biases coming yes, out of here yes I don't know what happened the story that I read didn't talk about any of the details didn't talk about anything that besides white guy killed black black homeless guy it's a racial thing or um we have mental health and like, there was all kinds of weird health.
1: weird things going on already in it it's like and bringing up the, the black guy's prior prior record like prior criminal record and it's just like George Floyd and it's like that's got nothing to do with, with that this one situation. Incident. That's got nothing to do with this
0: incident. And so I, the, so yeah, the whole thing. Of my, I'm trying to say is just was pump the brakes. Yeah. And I don't know if that guy, that guy, it, it it doesn't look like the guy. I don't know. He doesn't. Right. look He intentionally tried to kill this guy. It looks like he was trying to stop a situation. And and I'm not saying that he. You, you know what I'm saying. So it's like yeah. let's just pump the brakes. Let's see what's going on with everything. And we will see more about that one. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. What what else is on our list today? We have. Um, I'm not talking about Which King Charles, bro. I'm not Dude, talking about coronation. I'm
1: not into that either. But I know I, you know, it's political, so I don't. Well, know.
0: I mean, I don't. I, I don't even uh, know why we're doing this. And, <laughs> and I don't even know why. Like, I don't know why the Brits like even put up with that shit anymore. That's like taxpayer money. That's like wait wait. Yeah, this know. was
1: a low week on the topics. This was.
0: No, this, this is a great. This, this is a great week on the topic. I mean, there's the writer strike we could talk about. Oh yeah, I mean that's.
1: That's national news. That's that's that parallels what has happened to unions right throughout the country. That that parallels uh, workers being shit on.
0: Right, so what do you mean? Oh, so explain why do you say that the writers are being shit on?
1: Well, it's a it's a it's a labor group. It's an organized labor group. Like always, they have their own um, different contractual and thing concerns. How they work, they're different than any other group of workers. They're streaming now. You know, and so I don't know that I'm not in that industry, right. but I think all they want is um, like 3% of, I don't know all they want, 3%, they they want. A, they have a few concerns. The one is money, obviously, it's like 3% of income, like streaming okay, income. Okay, so wait,
0: wait, 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 we have to f- frame this because we're just talking about solutions to not even setting up the problem. Yeah. The, from what I understand, the problem is, is that writers that work for TV shows, if it's a, a a late show or a sitcom or whatever, when these shows are made and they're put onto um, the, the, the channel, Channel 3, 5, 8, Fox, or whatever, they get residuals from the amount of times this show is played, aired, bought, and sold, and goes to different networks. The writers will get a little piece of, of that chunk of money that the companies are, are making off of that show. But now because these shows and these writers are working for, Netflix. say, yeah, Netflix or Amazon, Amazon Prime yeah. or Apple TV Plus or whatever the hell, or Paramount, and they're putting them on streaming services, these companies are cagey about their numbers. And so now that you have this data siloed and it's proprietary knowledge or data or um, information – the writers are not getting the ability to make the residuals off of the shows, off of the off of the streams, and Netflix could be lying to them about the numbers. And also, that they're also saying Netflix is saying that this is part of our, you know, um, our company strategy. We don't want to put that shit out there all the time because, hey, you know what? If we have a flop, I don't want everybody to know we flopped ten shows. You know, so it's like they're trying to hold their. Their, you know, so right, close their, to their stock chest. price and things like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. So that's the situation. And now you're saying that the, the strike is because they want some of that money.
1: Th- that's like one of their issues. Uh, the other is, I guess, your job security on, on moving, your like how long you can be held on onto a project. Mm-hmm. There's numerous um, issues, but they said, in total, what we're looking for as a group would come out to like $665 million more. Um, you know, so they're just fighting for, their just like the MLB Baseball Players Union, they're just fighting for a little bit bigger slice of the pie. And so will this, um, I think they are officially on strike, or their old contract did end. Yeah, I don't they're, know. They're, they're officially on strike. They're officially on strike. Right. So um, this could, not, not as likely with streaming, but more likely with the, the television shows, current television shows, could kind of affect, hey, you may not be... Uh, You may not be seeing the next season of Abbott Elementary uh, when it would normally come out unless we get this figured out, you know, before there need to be writing. Uh, because I think, uh, that famous star, the girl that does Abbott Elementary, she's like, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the writer's guild. I'm, I'm on strike, you know, and I stand in solidarity.
0: And so part of that strike from what I heard is they can't actually work on anything. They can't even work on their own shit. Um, because once they said strike, you're done. And so a lot of people were trying to wrap up their own projects that they were working on because once the strike happened and if they continued to work on other things, then they would have been thrown out of the guild. Okay. So like, so everything stops another but I thought an interesting um I thought an, a very interesting um idea about this and I heard I was talk, I was watching um um uh, charlemagne and Andrew Schultz talk about this on on their podcast what the hell those are uh, brilliant I- idiots um and it, it, they, their idea is that now that you have a lot of very talented writers and uh, you know not doing anything you're gonna see a lot of very interesting projects come out that are not part of you know the mainstream and stuff like that yes they stop writing but that does not mean that they can't make a podcast okay or they can't make a youtube and so what they said is you might see a lot of you might not have your uh, what was it their
1: own rumble their own youtube exactly and
0: with great content coming out because they're just like okay well you know i'm not writing anymore but i can do you know they're not saying you can't have a job or do something, but you just can't write for yeah. shows anymore and whatever.
1: So For these studios with these production companies and things like that, they're out with that. They cannot do anything or, for I them. think
0: even on your own stuff and when it comes to writing like like write books and like articles, I'm not too sure, man. I'm not too sure, mm-hmm. but this is what I heard. But then their idea was like, well, you might see a lot of great content come out of this, like these new people, these people that didn't have a platform before start making a platform because they're free. Yeah, they're yeah. free to you know they have time on their hands now. They don't have. They're like, hey, what are we gonna do? So, I, I'm, I'm yeah, look, I'm looking forward to that. To be honest with you, well, I
1: think I think the reality there is is do they need to go take jobs at you know to support their income? You know, driving a bus, working at Chipotle. Do they need current income, or can they? Do they have the banked up money to take those risks to them and a group of friends? Do a we're doing a podcast, right? Can they do a show on Rumble or YouTube or something? Exactly. So that'll be that. You're right. That's a domino, uh, an externality. You know, that's an externality. So, um, that's that's pretty interesting.
0: I think I think I I hope I hope so because it's gonna be great content. Um, I think last thing on we have on our list is this shooting that happened. Was it yesterday in Texas? Yeah, last night. I think yesterday afternoon. Last night. No shit. Eight nine people dead. Shots in a mall. I mean, it's like almost Allen, Texas every t- every week we hop on a podcast we're talking about um mass shooting, shooting. mass shooting or a,
1: or a bullet found in a school or something
0: yeah yeah it's uh, it's absolutely a little bit too much you know
1: it's so rough it's 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 that's the one thing that puts a damper on on
0: my sunday is
1: is when we have the mass shooting
0: we had topic two come we up. had two mass shootings in uh what was it Serbia too yeah, yeah was that belgrade or something is that serbia and I then saw had,
1: some NBA players talking about it. I didn't look up the story. Saw some, is
0: that where you hit your news, NBA yeah, yeah. players?
1: Yeah, you know, it's the playoffs. It's the playoffs, you know?
0: You get, you get the news from <laughs> NBA players? Bro, we're, 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 we're screwed as a society. Man. Hey, we uh, are. That's what
1: I'm saying. We don't know what happens outside
0: this country. Jeez, Ross yeah. DiBello. Yeah, man, it's it, it's a shame. I don't have much to say about that because I just found out about it this morning. Um, yeah, that's just like the the
1: the guy on the train, it's going to be more facts coming out. The, the shooter did. Get killed though, I did. See oh, that okay, okay. So the Shooter is not going to be like a court thing or nothing. I mean, there's like no that,
0: and there's no there's no two sides this It's not uh, anyway. So it's like you shot people, you're an asshole. The uh, only
1: thing uh, that would shit. come out is if you know sometimes these people have these manifestos, you know, and yeah, it can that, be anti a group or something like it's that. It's
0: basically it's really bad now, but could it be worse? Because there's some manifesto or some kind of like race, race yeah. related shooting, like what happened with Buffalo, right, and El Paso,
1: right. Uh, and, and that El was El Paso, obvious. Like,
0: yeah. wow, you guys are really fucked up. Yeah. Right? And, and the, that dude, remember Buffalo when they live-streamed it? Oh, my God, It was yes. horrible. Yeah. Horrible.
1: It's just, you know, and so, you know, last night, you know, because I was watching the NBA playoffs, frankly, but last night it's like Ted Cruz comes out with his thoughts and prayers, you know, AOC and these other, they attack it, and it's like a you know. And so that type of thing starts to happen, and it's just like, okay, we're just going to keep doing the same thing.
0: Can, can we just say how on a, how How much, How nothing gets done in Washington? Like we have actual shit that, that's going on all the time, and like these 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 motherfuckers cannot get shit done. And then when the, the shit that they get done or passed or whatever, it's just so such bullshit legislation. Usually it's, bipartisan too, actually. It's, yeah, it's yeah, bi, bipartisan <laughs> bullshit legislation that was just such low hanging fruit that makes everybody feel good. Like, and it's just it's just silly. It's just silly when we actually have issues. We that, got serious issues. That we need to figure out. And nobody actually wants to do the real work because it's it's not popular. Having these conversations, if you want to have a real conversation about economics, um, about poverty, about uh, guns and, and mental health and our health care system, everybody in that would, and, and I, actually, I actually had to have a really good conversation about it to try to find solutions. Everybody would be voted out. Yes, yes. Because, because because it's not the popular thing to talk about. And having solutions, real solutions to real problems is never going to be the popular thing because it's always going to be hard. And this is why, that's one of the reasons why I am a huge Terminals fan.
1: Like, you can't be worried about getting voted out because you're doing something unpopular. Right. You know, and, and with this, it's like Sherrod Brown can't combine with Ted Cruz to get like 80% or, or eight, maybe even higher than 80% would just want common sense background checks. You know what I mean? But Ted Cruz and Sherrod Brown can't come up with a, with a, that type of a bill because Ted Cruz's opponent, the next opponent, will hold it against him. Right. And Sherrod Brown's next Republican opponent will hold it against him and they'll get hammered and they'll get hammered and ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba. And not, like I said, nothing will ever get changed and these people... Will not lose office. Right. Incumbents continue to win, and, right. and things continue to get worse. So, uh, in the in the Biden victorious primary twenty twenty, this was a big topic, and it was like, well, NRA money in politics, NRA money in politics. You know, they they shape these narratives and this kind of attack ads against opponents, and uh, ain't nothing ever going to change.
0: I mean, and so it's like it's like uh, Max Miller, my uh, congressman right now, and my former former um, opponent. And he's passing legislation and is sponsoring legislation, and it all like, at the grand scheme of things, it's just to say, look at the things that I've done, but they have no, just for his base, but they have no bearing on people's lives, kind of like removing uh Ilan Omar from uh the uh, what was it committee? Yeah, from the committee. It was like that. That was like his first thing. He's gonna he's like get her out, and I'm like I don't know, I don't know why, but that, he's gonna put that as a feather in his cap of saying like, look how much I get done, and it's like. Did that really do a lot for anybody? What did it do for 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 your, your district? What did it do for the United States? What did it do for the populace, right? I don't know if somebody can you know, intellectually argue, like, whatever. But it's like, that's, that's we have bigger issues.
1: These are status quo people in charge, which have been put in charge by big money and big media. And so they're not here to shake the tree. They're here to
0: play their role, you know, which is... Very partisan on and, and, issues like this. and Max is definitely um, going to play his role. And I'm very actually kind of more disappointed than I thought I would be with him. I mean, it's just because he he is not a he's not shaking the tree. He's just going to you know scoot on by and and just do as much possible to keep in office, or do as little as possible just to keep in office without ruffling any feathers to create real solutions.
1: Yes, I think that new candidates generally run as change agents, anti-establishment, Trump, Vance, Max Miller, at the local level, Justin Bibb, Uh, you know, Obama, back when it was Obama, you know, we're going to codify Roe, we're going to drain the swamp, we're going to end Washington lobbying, lobbying something we talk about a lot, you know, they run as change agents and then they fall into the trap of not shaking the tree pretty much immediately. Right immediately. After they're
0: immediately. And I want to know what it is, and I want to know why. I really want to go in and figure out what I'm going to shake the damn tree. There's no reason to be there if you're not going to shake the tree. I mean, and especially I, I, Joe Rogan said it really well. Is he's like, he's like, what's the point of having fuck you money if you don't tell people to fuck you every so often? And that's what and Joe's like because that's what happened after the Spotify deal. He's like, I have fuck you money now, so I'm going to say fuck you to the people like. I'm gonna pre- and Max has enough money and enough influence to to just uh, he has fuck you money at this point. Yeah. Him and Bernie Marino and all the in their family, like it's like. But if you're gonna be just playing part of the game, it's like, what's the point then? What is the absolute point? And I I thought it was very interesting that AOC and Matt Gates co-sponsored the bill to ban uh, stock trading.
1: Yeah, we'll see how where that
0: goes. It's, that was Oh, it's going to be dead already, man. Come on.
1: That's what I think. And and you're right and and are they co-sponsoring it to get in the headlines like, "Hey, look, we're finally working in a bipartisan way to shake the tree, not to not to empower the status quo." Because this is an issue that uh, on Democratic voters, Republican voters, independent voters, we all want. Everybody wants we it. We all want that Everybody one. wants it. So did are they just putting the bill up uh, with the permission of the DNC and the RNC, the, the big wigs, or are they really trying to shake the tree because this is so common sense corrupt? This is so common sense corrupt.
0: I I, I retweeted and tweeted at um Max and said, hey, are you going to hop on this? Obviously, chirp, chirp. Um, He's not, never going to respond to me. A retweet or a mention of me, but this is such low-hanging fruit that he should he should have put put it out there. Like if it was me, I would have went there. First of all, I've been close close sponsoring the bill, you know, and also it's like, if I saw that come out and I didn't know about it, I would have one hundred percent just immediately jumped on It's yeah. Like, hey, yeah, this is what we need to do. It seems like such a no-brainer. I, I'm surprised that well, everybody just and it's so popular.
1: Well, let's let's ask a question. Max Miller and Bernie Moreno and their spouses enjoy trading stocks, how did they get "fuck you" money? Right. You know, and so, right. and
0: so. I still don't know if he put his he put his uh, trust trust in a blind trust, which I think blind trusts are bullshit anyway. Um, but I gotta figure that out.
1: But the thing about um, Joe Rogan getting "fuck you" money off a Spotify deal is not that it's come from the accumulation of investments. And, you know, wealth, right, wealth right, creation. Right, right. Where, But a lot of people have fuck you money because they've been playing that game. And right. they got their money in stocks right now. And right. they want those stocks to do better than the traditional market. 100%. So I'm going to go ahead and without, you know, I, I shouldn't speculate. I'm going to go ahead and assume that that crew is big stock investors.
0: I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I don't think that that's a stretch, my friend. <laughs> I don't think that that's a stretch. Anyway, man, I'll talk to you yeah, next week. Thanks, dude.